If you come from the Pacific, chances are you've lived through a cyclone, flood, or other natural disaster. So when your family and community back home is affected by disaster, naturally, you're going to help, right? You know, some of us, we, we, we by, by packing goods and sending them home, um, and at this time can do more harm than good. And to talk with us about this day is Aaron Davey from the Council of International Development. Uh, Talo Falava, welcome to the show, Aaron. Morena and Talafa Lava, Alpha and Brian. Brother, now, like we've just said, you know, we, we always, um, it's, it's a Pacific thing. When, when help is needed back home, we, we tend to help and whatever we can in a way. But why is giving goods to family now sort of like in, in, in the bad thing category? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the World Food Programme, um, based in Suva, along with Council for International Development, has been doing a project um, for a number of years now with. Um, Pacific authorities, um, as well as national disaster management offices um, around the Pacific. And um, we've we've understood um, also from previous examples, such as uh, TC Pam in Vanuatu and TC Winston in Fiji, that quite often um, a lot of the goods that are sent over by the public can end up um, disrupting some of the humanitarian responses and the emergency responses. And Unfortunately, um, a lot of it um, can end up in landfill um, as well. We, we, you know, we absolutely understand that um, these goods are always sent over with great intentions, um, a lot of alofa and generosity, um, but um, quite often um, it, it, it sort of can end up disrupting some of the most immediate um, needs that are required following a, a response. Um, and um, just to add another thing there, um, Alpha, um, we absolutely acknowledge that um, Pacific communities know better than the general population in New Zealand on how to best support family in the Pacific. Um, and, and in fact, are far more organised and coordinated um, in their approach to sending goods overseas than um, Palangi communities. So um, we do do want to acknowledge that. Now, just for our audience, when you say TC, you're, you're talking about tropical cyclones, right? Oh, tropical yeah, cyclones. There you yeah. go. Lucky I, I grew up in two cyclones. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to learn about those two terms. Now, in terms of consequences that this can have, um, walk us through, you know, some of the um, the challenges that we'll end up having for the Pacific Islands that we're giving our love and, and our aroha to. And can you give us some first-hand examples from the Pacific, please, Aaron? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think um, a good place to start is to, you know, imagine if you're a small business owner in Apia or Nukualofa, um, and suddenly um, your the economy or the local market is flooded with secondhand goods sent over from New Zealand. Um, the the arrival of unexpected goods can really disrupt um, uh, um, local businesses that are already desperate for customers. And another issue that we've experienced is the amount of containers um, that arrive on the ports um, can end up taking up valuable um, port space and wharf space and, and storage space and end up costing local authorities, um, you know, quite, quite a lot of money as well. And so, you know, imagine, um, you know, uh, 50, 20 or 40 foot shipping containers arriving unexpectedly at a port um, local authorities suddenly have to find out how they're going to pay for that as well. And a lot of stuff ends up in landfill in Pacific, adding to a pollution problem as well. Now, in terms of that... Well, <laughs> no, 
I don't know. We're always ready for an emergency in our exactly. sector, so uh, I we're think, all good. I think we're, <laughs> what, what we've just displayed right there is the unannounced arrival of NETC. You know, it yes, could yes, be. Yes. And behind you is Tropical Cyclone. Well, there, there's the rest of it. Um, we're, we're simulating an emergency as we, as we speak. I love it. Nothing <laughs> best than having a first-hand experience. Now, we've talked about the, the challenges of sending uh, things home now what would be the best way to share or show our lofa for our families in the islands during times of cyclones and hardship yeah well um um look the, the message that we're, we're giving out um based on experience is is that the best way to um support communities and family in the pacific is the message that cash is best but we do appreciate that that's not always easy um, and, and so one of the best ways that community and family can support emergency response is through donating money. And, and you know, this is something that the Pacific does better than um, any other community in New Zealand as well, um, particularly through the remittances. Um, and even when it's not part um, of an emergency response, um, if people do want to collect goods to send to an emergency, then we quite often suggest they try and find ways to convert those goods into cash, um, either through a garage sale, through a community sale, um, and, and also um, church to church giving, family to family giving um, is really probably one of the best ways that you can respond as well. So. I know that one of the challenges, of, well, when you talk about remittances, first of all, we know that most Pacific mm -hmm. Islands, um, it, it makes up about 60% of their income yearly. Now, there is always yeah. that mistrust in terms of um, uh, giving money okay, when it comes to that. And so what, what would you say to our audience today that are hearing saying, well, if we send money, we don't know where it's going to go. But if we send a box of food, we know it's going to go to the tummy, someone, if not our family, then to someone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, certainly just, um, you, you mentioned the Alpha about sending food. Um, that's one of the things that we recommend people don't send um, because we know from experience food um, will very quickly perish, um, posing health risks. And we know that most food that is sent does end up in landfill. Um, the, the question around how do you sort of know that um, the cash you're sending is, um, or the cash that you're donating is, um, is uh, how do you sort of trust where it's going? Um, Council for International Development, um, along with Piango um, in the Pacific, that's the Pacific Islands NGO Forum. We've um, got a list of organizations, which you'll find on the Donate Responsibly website, which have got, has gone through a code of compliance process, which we are really assured that they've got high levels of accountability. Um, and most of the organizations that people would donate cash to in New Zealand you know, are already working in the Pacific. Um, they've got long relationships with organizations in the Pacific and the work that they do um, in the islands um, is done under local leadership as well. Um, and they've been there a long time before a disaster has occurred and they'll be a lot there a long time um, afterwards as well. But in terms of sending stuff, we recommend that, um, that people do sort of family to family giving or church to use church to church connections. Um, if, if you bear with me, um, Alpha, I've got sort of six points that um, we typically sort of ask people to note if they are going to send goods. Can I share those with yeah, you? Yeah, sure. Please go ahead. Yeah, sure. sure. 
So um, if a disaster does strike in the Pacific, um, we ask people to wait a while. Um, don't send stuff immediately after the cyclone um, because this will clog up valuable port space needed to get immediate relief supplies in. Um, we also ask people to um, ensure that they've answered the question, is this really needed? Um, you know, check with local national disaster management officers. Um, Pacific Island governments do issue a list of what's needed. Um, and, and going back to a point I made earlier, don't, don't send food um, um, if, if possible. Um, even canned food, um, quite often we find that a lot of canned food, um, because it sits on port, the port for quite some time, can end up in landfill. Um, and quite often this stuff is available. Um, and if you send cash, then you're supporting the local market as well. Uh, we do ask people to ensure that they package stuff properly um, and um, to ensure that they've got everything sorted around customs clearance as well. And I think a big key, key point to make is to ensure that they've made arrangements for they know who's going to receive those goods um, and that they're ready to collect them as soon as they arrive at port um, as well. You know, it, it's funny. Um, we've, ne we've never really thought about this uh, until now. You realize just the impact that it has on all small, because uh, any company in the islands is a small company, and all of a sudden yeah. you've got 55 containers when you've only got a staff that could handle the daily routine of three. <laughs> so everything yeah, gets yeah. delayed. I mean, even sending money home will just totally flood uh, th those uh, companies that are doing it. So it's, it's quite crazy. But, you know, hearing this now is like, man, this is really good for our community to understand. Yeah. Now, WFP has launched a website called Donate Responsibly. Now, can you tell us a little bit more in terms of uh, the site and, and what will our people learn? And from it, and how do you access it, please, Aaron? Yeah, so um, it's um, it's www.donateresponsibly.org, and I, I can send you the details afterwards so that you can upload them to your site. But um, on the uh, w, um, on the donate responsibly site, you'll find a calculator which helps people um, calculate exactly how much shipping a container or goods um, over to the. Pacific Islands might cost, and it shows you exactly what could have been purchased um, in country if you had sent the cash equivalent. So there's a really great calculator um, that helps people understand that. And really critically, there's a page dedicated to Pacifica communities, um, and that includes fact sheets, um, which we're currently in the process of getting translated, um, talking to people about how to best support an emergency response um, in the Pacific after an emergency. Um, you know, I've, I've been in this sector for a while now, and this is probably one of the most, th this, this issue has been around for a long time, and um, this is probably one of the most exciting developments I've seen in terms of trying to support the public to um, donate res more responsibly. Um, it's, it's been a real education for me during this process as well, hearing from Pacific communities and leaders um, who, who have been a really significant contributor um, to the site as well. Um, so yeah, no, so it's a really uh, interactive, um, there's lots of animation um, site, um, which helps people to understand exactly what happens to their goods when they send them from, from New Zealand. A very good uh, effort indeed. Aaron Davey, Standards and Humanitarian Manager for Council for International Development. Puff for your time this morning and watch out for that wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much.